with demand expected to come back, the question remains, does this mean the economy is back on track? Companies now, after experimenting with offshore in places like India, Philippines, and Poland, want to bring those jobs back. We invest in the U.S. We're the biggest exporter in the country. In the cycle one right now, we're creating jobs. From Radio America, it's Neil Asbury's Made in America, the show that explores American industry large and small and promotes American-made products everywhere. Put Neil Asbury's Made in America to work for you. A very big welcome to you today. I'm your host, Neil Asbury, together with co-host Dr. Rich Rothman. So, Rich, uh, getting some conflicting uh, news reports out on the economy um, obviously, you know, it's very tough out there. And, uh, you know, last week, you know, we got the May unemployment numbers and they were actually better than people expected. Uh, this week, um, we see another 1.5 million Americans filing for unemployment. Uh, so far, the unemployment uh, number in June is 14.4%. So it's up a little bit from May. And uh, but I'm seeing people getting back to work. You know, it's maybe you know not a groundswell but it's starting to happen and it's and it's very interesting even a small uh, uh geographic area you know it, 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 i'll take south florida for an example uh boca raton you got a boca raton right now the restaurants and the plazas and every it's packed it's packed yeah it's you, packed it's like you wouldn't think that there was even social distancing going on in Houston's, boca raton uh, i was there saturday night Houston's in uh in pompano Two-hour wait if you didn't have a reservation. Yeah. That hasn't been that way in months. Yeah. Two-hour wait. And that's with having a lot of outdoor seating. So it's not like they don't have capacity. It's because, you know, there's capacity. But Every other table and then all the outdoor seating. And, and, right. and they're closing off streets now just to put tables out in the streets, which is, I think that's really cool, actually. But then you go down into to Fort Lauderdale, you know, 20 minutes away, and you don't see that. You, you know, places, you know, are like it's slowly coming back, but not nearly as much as you see just uh, a few miles north. One's in Broward County and one's in Palm Beach County. But what a difference that makes. Well, you know, I'm, I'm in Cora Gables all the time because I own the magazine. And uh, and I just did a webinar with um, Nina Pernetti, the most successful restaurant mm-hmm. in the most successful restaurant in Cora Gables, Cafe Abracci. Can't can't get him in not to the level that he really needs now he's open he's doing his thing he's very successful he's got lots of money he'll ride it out but not seeing the numbers that we thought and he thinks it's going to take till july for for people to have the comfort feel because they're so scared which is something we'll talk about in some areas they are in other areas yeah. they're not it's uh very fascinating but a lot to talk about there but but let's talk about the retail segment i mean the, the retail segment in the united states employs a lot of people i'm a manufacturer of of retail uh, consumer type of appliances, and it's a very important part of my business. And and I can tell you, you know, on the e-commerce side, I mean, we've never seen it like it is now. I mean, the numbers are absolutely astounding. However, on the brick, uh, the, the the brick and mortar side, you know, they are still struggling to get open, and many of them won't make it. And that brings us to our first guest. Very pleased to have on with us Gerald Salente, who is the publisher at Trends Journal, and uh, he's got a lot of predictions and forecasts on this. I'm very pleased that he's joining us right now. Gerald, welcome to Made in America. Well, thanks for having me on, Neil and Doctor. So, you know, here we go. I mean, you look at what's come out so far. Uh, Jay Crew, J.C. Penney, Neiman Marcus, Pier One, Hertz, 
uh, and the list goes on, and, and it's not even over yet, and, and, and you're going to see more of these bankruptcies, and a lot of iconic American service companies or retailers uh, are declaring Chapter 11. They're asking for bankrupt, uh, bankruptcy protection, uh, and your forecast is that there will be no retail recovery, and it will go from whatever we are today to perhaps something worse. Can you explain? Yeah, we're we're looking at what we're forecasting as the greatest depression. This is unprecedented in world history. This has never happened before, where governments lock down entire nations. These are the same people. They started all this. They called it the COVID war. You go back to when all this broke. We're fighting this war. We're fighting this war. These are the same politicians that take us to war with no exit strategies. Hey, how about that Afghan war? That's only going on only two decades. How about that Iraq war? Oh, yeah, great success. Oh, not, not a better success than the Vietnam War. What I'm saying is they take you to war with no exit strategies. They took us to this COVID war with no exit strategies. What people can't get in their mind is that politicians did this. These are stupid people. These aren't the brightest cats on the block. I say this from experience. At 26 years old, I was the assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate. And I could go on from there. Name your government, name your country, name what they do successful. If anybody could show me, put a list, or else I don't want to hear a word. They locked down these economies, and now they're making up these new regulations. Or you could open up, but only seating outside, and you have to be six feet apart. Hey, what, does, does the wind blow more than six feet? No, 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 the wind stops at exactly six feet. Don't you know who I am? I'm the health official, some little low-life bureaucrat that never had a job in my life, but I've been sucking off the public tit, so I'll tell you what to do. Oh, I got another one for you. When you're sitting down, they're very kind to us, you don't have to eat with your mask on. But when you stand up, you have to put your mask back on. This isn't coming back. In the restaurant business at the best of times, the best of times, business is good. And then, and then most people aren't even making it. And now they have all of these regulations on top of regulations that are costing these restaurants and other businesses more and more money to keep them operating. You said you're in the business of supplying product. Well, you know, America's not a big product-producing nation anymore. We've become a service sector society. And now they've ripped the guts out of the service sector. This isn't coming back. It's going down. So, so, so look, look, I, want, I want to pull back for a second. I agree with what you're saying, uh, and, and I'm very worried. When I talk to the, the retailers, and look, I'm in Carl Gables all the time. That's where my, my magazine is. Carl Gables is the Beverly Hills of Miami-Dade County. It is enormously wealthy, which is something that we could talk about. Maybe that market will do better than others. But when I talk to the folks who own these incredible restaurants, you know, it's a sea of restaurants in Coral Gables, very expensive restaurants. And my best friends who own them are telling me, you know what, 25% of all the cats that are out there, not, they're not coming back. They cannot afford it because you're right. 
uh, you know, you're right uh, because they're always on the edge. Their 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 gross profit margins are so small that any variances and they're in trouble. That's not coming back. The retailers probably the smaller retailers may not come back. Those with big balance sheets might be able to do that. But I got to tell you something: that when you go to the uh, the the major mall in, in Carl Gables, the shops of Merrick Park, drop dead gorgeous mall, beautiful place, top stores completely. They got some stores boarded up. So the question is, are these guys really going to come back? I don't know. Are we just deluding ourselves? Yes, you're deluding. I think people, well, again, well, I'm in this business now for 40 years. My books are Trends 2000, Trend Tracking. My magazine, The Trends Journal, is a weekly magazine. This magazine's been written since 1991. And I'm not bragging, but I'll put my forecasting track record up against anybody's if they can show me what they've done over the years. I spent over the Today Show. Good morning, America. I got my facts out there. I only go by the facts. I'm a political atheist. I don't take sides on anything. You're a doctor. A doctor gives you diagnosis. You don't care about liking the person, disliking the person. This is unprecedented in world history. Locking down. And then they're making up these rules. By the way, this is totally unconstitutional. These are not rules passed by law. They're making this stuff up. People aren't going to come back. Oh, 25% and oh, phase one, phase two, phase three. You're making this stuff up. Oh, and here's the other one. Oh, you could, you could sit outside. Huh. The weather's always going to be perfect outside. It never rains, never gets cold, never gets cloudy, never gets miserable. Only <laughs> outside. You, well, New that's, York San, that's San Diego, just saying. New so, York so, so, is dead. Where I so, am is dead. It's dead. Uh, King, Uptown Kingston, where I am, this is the first capital of New York State. This is becoming the new Brooklyn. You could Google in the word Kinsley, K-I-N-S-L-E-Y, Vogue magazine, last year. A hotel right next to me, 1864 Hotel. They turned it into a boutique hotel and great restaurant from one of the top restaurateurs in New York. This place was booming. Dead. It's dead. Yeah, but that's New York. But, uh, but Gerald, you know, there, there's and other then, places then there's, in the country. Then there's New Jersey. Then there's Pennsylvania. Then there's, there's Ohio. Then there's Illinois. And then there's one after another. We're a nation. And Oh, oh, oh and here's the other thing. You think co- college towns? How about college towns becoming the new ghost towns? Talk about retail? Oh, no, no, you can't come back. You're going to be socially distanced. Now you see the numbers are coming out. New college enrollments are plummeting. People can't afford them. They're out of work. Their fathers and mothers can't afford it, or mother and mother, father, father, whatever it might be. Kids can't get jobs. So now these college towns are going to go under. This is, we, are going into, we are going into something unprecedented in world history. And again, it's not only in the United States. It's global. Yeah, so that's uh, some some very scary stuff, uh, Gerald. Well, that's a but fact. you know, like you say, you you're, you're basing it on 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 a great track record of of, of predictions, and uh, I've seen I've seen your work, uh, Gerald. We need we need to take a quick break. I want to ask you a couple more questions. Uh, Dr. Roffin wants to get back into conversation as well. We're together with Gerald Salente. He's a publisher of Trend Journal. We're going to be right back. Made in America.
Welcome to Made in America. I'm your host, Neil Asbury, together with co-host Dr. Rich Ruffin, and we're together with Gerald Salente, who is the publisher of Trend Journal. So, uh, Gerald, you know, there's a lot of industries that's been impacted. Of course, the travel industry, the airline industry, the hotel industry, the restaurant industry. Um, you know what? You know what are you what are you seeing as far as the most at-risk industries right now? I mean, what are your predictions? You, we talked a little bit about retail, traditional retail, but e-commerce is doing you know absolutely amazing. Um, first. What is the most at risk, and then where are the opportunities in this new economy? The most at risk are going to be tourism and travel, the hospitality sectors, and then retail following that. The biggest one we see, you know, one of my books, Trends 2000, it was 1996, it was a national bestseller. I came out with the term interactive view, meaning interactive university. The education system we have now was invented by the Prussians at the beginning of the Industrial Age. You know, everybody was making their own things. You know, you had shoemakers and this and that. So they needed to put people in centralized locations and teach them how to read, write, do math, and most of all, follow orders. That's our outdated education system. And if anybody thinks the education system is great, you knock yourself out. America doesn't even win, place, or show in OECD uh, countries compared to others. It stinks. And again, if the education system would be was doing so great, so would our entire nation. So now we're going into a whole new model because of this uh, lockdown that we're going to start seeing more and more interactive education. And you're also going to see more and more people, as we've already seen, working from home. That's going to destroy, by the way, the uh, commercial real estate sector and all the businesses that supported that. So all of that industry is going to be accelerating growth. This is just the beginning, the 21st century, of an entirely different education model. So, for example, say I want to become a, uh, a doctor or whatever in any field. Then I could, as I could start going online and finding the best in that profession. And I don't have to go to a college or, or, or even go to a high school or a, or a grammar school where people pass a, ta- a state test and they all teach you the same thing. Now, with all of the different artificial intelligence and all the other things that make, could find out who we are and what we're best at doing, education systems could then be designed for the individual. Rather than, you have to learn science, you have to learn biology, you have to learn algebra, whatever it is. Everything's not for everybody. So to me, that's going to be one of the biggest revolutionary changes. And the places to look to for the, for the companies that are accelerating in this, the best places to look are Asia, particularly India, which has been on this path before. So that's going to be some of your growth areas. So, yeah, very fascinating. Um, Rich, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I, I, I agree with, with what Gerald's saying. You know, uh, I went to school at Syracuse. Syracuse lived on the, on, on, the, on the university. It thrived when we were in season and we were in school. It didn't thrive when we were gone. Huge number of students, 30, you know, thousands, whatever students there. Um, 
my concern is when you take these small towns that have these colleges and universities, you shut them down as we have. They don't come back. Think about the, the economic effect, the trickle-down effect on that. Well, the small businesses the, and the well, people who support that population. Of course, yeah, they're, they're totally gone. About. The restaurants totally gone. The transportation totally gone. Even the airports that service going there, they're going to get hurt because they're not getting their fees because people aren't going there anymore. But not least of which, Gerald, is the quality. What do you think about the quality of the education? Well, it could be a better quality. You think, it could be you a much so? better quality. You know, in, in many ways, you still need to go. You know, for some things, obviously, but other things you don't. And you know, I, I'm, I'm about an hour and a half away from Syracuse. I was up there a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, I know where you, you know, are. I have a lot yeah. of friends in Kingston, by the way. Yeah, so I mean, that place is pretty run down now. You know, and now with the college, now it's not only going to be small towns. And you mentioned about airports. Oh, now you're already seeing how many airlines are cutting travel between cities. They're way down, and the smaller the cities, the more they're going to be cutting back. It's even going to hit a Boston where it's loaded, loaded with, with colleges and universities. This thing is going to be so detrimental. And my greatest concern is, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very concerned, and is that is that we're going to see riots, demonstrations, protests like we've never seen before. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. And that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, yeah, it's we, the Rod Serling effect. Yeah, we haven't seen that in America. But uh, if, if you were to pick a company or two that was going to be winners in all of this, who would they be? I don't. I'm not allowed to do that. But I could tell you my forecasts are in gold and silver. Those are going to be silver. I believe is going to really start to take a real boom because they're just printing all this cheap money all over the world. Well, Joe, we're going to have to leave it there. You're, you got the last word on that topic. We appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, your, your predictions and so forth. I mean, you've, you've called a lot of things. Um, for the good of our country, I hope that you're wrong this time, though. <laughs> well, no, for the good of the country, we have to unite for peace and, and a restore freedom. And that's the way I see it. Well, that we can all agree upon. Thanks a lot, Joe. Gerald Salente, publisher of Trend Journal. Thanks for being on the show, Joe. Thank you. Coming up, we have Alfredo Ortiz from the Job Creators Network, and he's going to talk about, he just published a piece in uh, Fox Business, small business is careening from quarantine to curfew and needs help. Yes, they do. And Alfredo's going to be with us just in a moment. Stay with us. Made in America. Sharply higher at the open, stocks continued to perform well over the course of the day Tuesday. And I think that bodes well here over the next couple of years for having bigger demands coming to this country. Now, more of Neil Asbury's Made in America. A very big welcome to you today. I'm your host, Neil Asbury, together with co-host Dr. Rich Rothman. Rich, a uh, very fascinating conversation with uh, Gerald Salente from uh, Trend Journal. And uh, hearing his predictions, and he's made a lot of predictions over the years, and he's got a lot of things right. But I'm going to disagree with him on this one. I, I, I think the American economy is going to come is going to come back and it's going to come back strong. But it's not going to be the same economy. And it's going to be that there will be losers and there will be certain industries 
that that don't perform well in um, especially within the next in the next six months. Um, travel, as he said, uh, airlines, Big hospitality. Problem. I, I agree with that. Big problem with that. But um, serious problem with that. But it's interesting because they have cut back flights, and I have a lot of people who they've also been adding flights. And they've Americans been adding flights. Adding flights. Southwest and, added flights. JetBlue added flights. And don't that kid is you, happening. And don't kid yourself. There's a lot of people on those airplanes. <laughs> there are people flying. It's not like nobody's flying. Yes, it's down, but it is it is coming back in certain industries. I mean, we talk about e-commerce. I mean, boy, are they going to benefit out of this? They're going to do really well. And companies who have tr- started transitioning to e-commerce you know, have a really good, bright future as long as they keep on it and, you know, they, they are able to crack that code with whatever product or service they're selling and they can bring that online. I think you're going to see a lot of people, and especially kitchen table type companies, you know, these little mom and pops who, you know, from their homes have found a way to create an e- e-commerce platform. I think they're going to do really well. And I think you're going to see a lot of people employed in that side of the business. Traditional retail, well, that's another story. You know, our people are going to go back to the malls. But, hey, look, Main Street was replaced by the malls. And a lot of retailers on Main Street went out of business. But the malls thrived. So now you got the same thing happening to malls, which happened to the retailers on Main Street. And then what's going to come after the mall? And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, that's that's really interesting to, to contemplate. Well, our next guest is a good friend of the show. He's just published a piece in Fox Business. Uh, it's, it's titled, Small Business is Careening from Quarantine to Curfew and Needs Help. And uh, our good friend, Alfredo Ortiz, from the Job Creators Network, is with us right now. Alfredo, welcome to Made in America. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Thank you for having me back. So, you're right. I mean, quarantine you know, like quarantine seems almost like a lifetime ago, right? So now it's yeah. like you see these these cities and, you know, where the riots and the looting has been and you got these small business owners, you know, going from, you know, being forced to close down to starting to open under certain restrictions. And now you see them out there, you know, standing in front of their shops, you know, begging, pleading to be left alone. Um, you know, they lost... If, if they were able to come back from, from the quarantine, now they're dealing with the curfew, like you point out in your piece. So yeah, tell us, what, right. what are you thinking these days? Yeah, so, you know, I'm probably, you probably add a third when I said, you know, we're going from, from quarantine to curfew. Now we're going to regulatory quagmire. Um, you know, and it seems like that's where we're leading because people are saying, you know, we need OSHA, for example, to declare uh, a, a one-size-fits-all uh, regulatory approach to the COVID crisis and to what's considered safety protocols. Well, that's the, the, the pretty much the, uh, the the final nail in the coffin for these small businesses, quite frankly, because you know uh, a Walmart, for example, can afford to for uh, you know maybe put in some kind of a, a temperature uh, you know check system uh, right at the entrance, almost like an airport. But, you know, goodness, your, your, your local Main Street, you know, grocer or any other, you know, barber or, vet or vendor, they're not going to have the ability to do that. And but that's something that just the other day, uh, this something's called the National Safety Council was 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 recommending and, and, and hardly uh, in any easy way was uh, asking OSHA to declare were these uh, mandatory federal uh, regulatory guidelines on COVID. And we're saying, you know what, let that be the conversation that takes place within industries. Let the industries come up with their own 
protocols that they know works um, uh, and working along with governors and, you know, different other state health officials. We don't need a federal guideline on this. Uh, again, this is what we're going to end up having is what we saw in the financial crisis, right? The big banks getting bigger and the little banks going away. We're going to have e-commerce. You were just talking about it. I mean, quite frankly, it's the Amazon's just going to keep on getting bigger while that small business retailer on Main Street is just going to go away. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering about the Main Street folks, and we're saying, you know, we're we're careening, and we are from quarantine to curfew, and we're hoping that some of these people can make it. You know, some of these larger ones, even like the WalMarts and the Targets, they're debating. You know, some are saying, well, Walmart said we're opening up some of our stores, but not all of them. A lot of them won't come back. So those are a lot of lost jobs right there in in the markets right. and in the areas that they really need to have these big stores for lots of reasons, service the people who live there and also provide jobs to the folks who live there. You know, but Alfredo, you know what worries me? What worries me is that you just said one size fits all. That doesn't that can't work. You take someone like right. a Walmart, you say, you know what, you can't have more than X number of people in your store. You can't have more than 50% or 25%, whatever it is. That's still a lot of people. Now go to the mom and pop store and you tell them a jewelry store, for example, it's been around for 35 years. You can't, you have to 50%. Well, 50%, they only get four at one given time, so they're down to two. So yeah. the, the concept that centralized rules don't work. I thought we learned that with Joseph Stalin. Yeah, and look, I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and look, we actually did try to do that again. I, I like tying it to the financial crisis because that's, you know, the last really big what I call, you know, economic upheaval we had. Uh, what was that? And, and look how disastrous that was when we tried to apply, you know, financial guidelines and rules that are one size fits all. We, we, we literally obliterated over 2,000 community banks. And if that's you right. go back to just recently, the, the Triple P program, the Paycheck Protection Program, who were the actual true heroes of that program to make it happen? It wasn't the big banks. It was the community banks, right? And again, That's right. That's why most of the money was, uh, was yeah. distributed. No, 100% because they know the community. They're tied That's into right. the community. Right. You know, we, we, we talk about small businesses being, you know, the backbone, you know, of our country. More importantly, it's the backbone of our communities of every single one of our communities, right? It's the small business guy that really, and, and you know, and I say that in general, guy, female, whatever. Um, it, it, that's what actually ties and binds our communities together. These small businesses are so integral. People will feel their loss. Mark my words on this. When those small businesses already, I walking down, uh, you know, uh, a, a local main street that, that I'm close to, I'm already seeing three, four, five, you know, businesses out of probably 50 closed up already permanently. Um, and that's just right now. Right. And so I, you know, we estimate uh, it is probably going to be two out of maybe every five small businesses aren't going to make it through the next six months. And, you know, it was great to see the jobs report on Friday. I have to tell you, that was a great, you know, they were expecting eight loss and it was two and a half or three up. So, you know, kind of an 11 million swing, which is really uh, uh, unbelievable. And I have to tell you, that was probably almost exclusively due to the Paycheck Protection Program that was put in by the government, by the Trump administration with Secretary Mnuchin and the SBA head, um, um, uh, Ms. Carranza. And so uh, Alfredo, we're going to have to that we're going to important. We're going to have to take a quick break. Uh, still a lot more to talk about with Alfredo uh, Ortiz from the uh, Job Creators Network. Uh, a lot more to talk about with your jobs in mind. Stay with us. Made in America. 
Welcome to Made in America. I'm your host, Neil Asbury, together with co-host Dr. Rich Rothman, and we're together with Alfredo Ortiz from the Job Creators Network. Uh, Alfredo, you know, staying on jobs and, you know, the jobs report that you were mentioning and how that came in, and, um, you know, this week, uh, 1.5 million Americans uh, filed for unemployment. Um, you know, it's, it's down somewhat, but it's still a very, very scary number. Uh, unemployment is still north of 14 percent. Um, what are your projections? I mean, what are your projections now that we're going through this staged reopening uh, and you're seeing some glimmers out there in the economy? But, you know, is this sustainable and how quickly will our jobs, you know, you are the jobs, uh, the, the job creator network. So what are you projecting for job creation? going to be dependent, frankly, on the media and, and the, the, the liberal uh, governors in, uh, across our states. I, I, I just can't think of any other way of putting it. I and mean, look today, like I said, the market's almost down 7%. And what drove that? Literally, the idea that there's been an uptick in number of cases in 14 states, right? That's pretty much all of the news that's, that's driven that. And uh, Jerome Powell saying that interest rates are going to stay about zero percent. I honestly don't think that really had much to do with it. I think it was the fact that people are saying, oh, no, here comes a second shutdown. Right. And that's why we actually launched on Friday our flatten the fear dot com campaign, flatten the fear dot com campaign, because we want to make sure that we put a microphone in front of prominent physicians who are worrying of also the negative health consequences related to that. In addition to the real information and real data that is out there on COVID, right? And so, because we're, we're hearing is just one-sided in most cases, are, is, is a one-sided download of, of data to really scare the American public and to continue to stay in home. And, and even though the, the lockdowns, so to speak, are being lifted, people are still scared to leave their homes, right? And this is what I call a demand issue. The supply may be fine because the barber shops are being saying, oh, hey, you can open up the tailor shops, the, the, the deli places, right? Uh, the malls are starting to open up. But if people are still refusing and don't want to go out because the, the, the media is making them fearful, uh, and I'm not calling the American public, by the way, illogical or irrational. They're being very logical and rational because they're only being fed one side of the story. And so that's why flattenthefear.com tries to put all the information out there, for example, so that we can make sure that we, we, we make the right educated uh, you know, decisions. Like I said, right now, there's going to be temptation to say, oh, see the uptick in cases. We should continue to extend the shutdowns. And in fact, let's not even open up the schools, for example. Do you know how disastrous, Neil, it will be if the schools across the country don't open up in the fall? That means all those parents can't go back to work effectively. And I mean, I almost put those in air quotes, because even if it means going back to work at your own home, in your home, it's still going back to work. It's very difficult to be able to do your work and to take care of your kids at the same time. We must open up schools in the fall. And when you look at the, the, the odds of, of, of having a disastrous uh, uh, you, you know, data and, and metrics of, of kids, let's say, right, of kids 18 and under, look at the metrics, right? I think you're 10 times more likely to die of a lightning strike than you are to die of COVID if you're 18 and under. Well, you're right. You know, here's the deal. I think you're 100% correct. You can't get the truth out. Look at Alex Berenson. And he's been on all the talk shows lately. He wrote a book that, that tells the truth about the numbers and the uh, COVID and the virus. He couldn't even get it sold on, on Amazon. 
And yet he's right now, he, he fought it. And he fought it by having good contacts on Fox, for example. Now his book is out. He's number two on Amazon right now. But he's out there saying the response we've taken has caused enormous societal devastation. And it's all based yeah. upon bad data. And let's just get the truth out about the data. But why is it then? I mean, Alfredo, you're right. You're out there. You're fighting. You do great things for society. i got to tell you that. And by the way, I miss your billboards. But just want you to know that there's one in New York. You're my favorite billboard. We just put up. (laughs) But but the truth of the matter is, why is it that Amazon wouldn't get that book out? Why is it that you can't get the truth out? Why is it that there's only one side with one information that's getting out there? And if we don't have the real information, we're really in trouble. Why is that? Look, I mean, call, call me cynical, but I think there's really one reason. Right. I mean, there's just. Uh, the, the left absolutely under no condition will, 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 will allow for a Donald Trump reelection. I mean, I, let's, let's just break it down to, 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 to that you know, s- simple thought. Uh, and so allowing for success to be discussed and to talk about in the real data that would say to people, hey, you know what? If you're 65 and over, please stay home. If you have an underlying condition, please stay home. Right. We still haven't quite gotten to the point where we're going to have a cure. We may have one by the end of the year. We may have therapeutics done probably by September, but we're not quite there. So please stay home. But if you're 65 and under, re-engage with society. Right. Let's go ahead and re-engage society. This thing right now today that right, we're seeing the market almost down 7 percent, really because the number of cases. Are going you know, Neil and Rich, I, I've got a great solution on how how to bring the case, uh, the case counts done. Stop testing. The only reason they're really going up is because the testing's going up. So just by logic alone, if the tests go up, the cases are going to go up, the absolute numbers. It's the infection rate and the death rates we should be looking at. And the infection rates are leveling off and the death rates are falling. And that's the real story, and that's not being discussed at all. I mean, tell me, uh, Neil and Rich, where you can find that story, except for out on flattenthefear.com. <laughs> that's about the only place you'll find it. Um, it, it. It's not around. No one's discussing it. What do you, you know, we got about 10 seconds left uh, very quickly. You know, what do you think because of the uh, the demonstrations, do you see a big spike coming from that? And boy, can you imagine once that happens, you know, what the media is going to do with it? Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's probably unfortunate. I mean, I, you know, let's take a look at the, the major metros and see what happens there. Um, I, I find it just, you know, devastating that, uh, you know, uh, the, the protests were allowed to happen. But, but but funerals, for example, um, weren't. Um, We're going you know, to we church. More than more than two people. Yeah, going We're to going church. to work. I mean, <laughs> right? Uh, essential thing. So, to, to, to me, it's just duplicitous. And uh, boy, that's that's. There's nothing worse than that. Alfredo, that's a that's a, a, unfortunately all the time we got right now. But we really, we really, really appreciate your voice, Alfredo Ortiz, president of the Job Creators Network. Alfredo, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, you. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye. Coming up, Dr. Rothman and I have some final thoughts for the day. Made in America. Welcome to Made in America. I'm your host, Neil Asbury, together with co-host, Dr. Rich Rothman. 
Rich, it's always good talking with Alfredo. Um, I like Rob him. Creators Network. Great guy. Very, very good. You know, it was founded by uh, Bernie uh, Marcus, you know, who was the founder of Home Depot. Co-founder of Home Depot. Yeah. Great guy. Very, very, very good guy. Great, very philanthropic human being. He and his partner. Great guys. I got to meet him once. I was actually on together with him uh, on the Sean Hannity show. And, uh, you know, I know he's a regular there, so they, he's on there quite a bit. But uh, I got to meet him there. Very, very interesting man. Very engaging guy. And, and let me tell you, he really believes in what he believes. And uh, economic freedom is right, right at the core of his message. And obviously, you know, his life story and Home Depot and incredible. And you talk about the post-COVID world or you talk about the COVID world. Home Depot has done incredibly well. I mean, everybody is at home doing home improvement projects. You know, the parking lot of Home Depots around the country have remained very full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't. You know, it's interesting. You're 100 percent correct on that. And you know what we're finding? And we're doing this in my magazine that we are promoting um, a section that's out right now on in, in interior design because people are home and they're realizing, hey, i got to change the sofa. A lot of sofas are being sold right now. If you look at the stats, they're selling a lot of furniture right now. They're out of toilets. Kitchen. They're out well, of, that bidets, that's for sure. Of, bidets are a big ticket kitchen, item. Kitchen uh, appliances. That's and right. Not, and not necessarily the expensive, you know, sort of high-end stuff is doing well, but it's really that value type of proposition uh, that's doing really well, and that's where Home Depot lives. It's where Lowe's lives, and uh, both of those retailers are doing are doing incredibly well. But um, Alfredo, we're just ending on the word about you know you, you take a look at uh, the quarantine and you you know all of the governors you know especially up north. Whenever you would see a group of people in the park or a group of people on the beach. Or in their own boat. Or wherever. <laughs> or on a surfboard. I mean, like <laughs> in California. It was the end of the world. Oh, horrible. Selfish. You're a selfish human being. Yes, yes, selfish. yes. And, and especially if, if it was happening in a red state like Florida, uh, where you would have people on the beach. Selfish, but a good tan. Governor DeSantis absolutely got crucified within the yep. media because of not shutting down the beaches and letting each of the jurisdictions, you know, decide what was best for their communities based on, you know, the the COVID situation there and the amount of people out on the beach. And oh, my goodness, was he was he dragged through the coals on that. And now all of a sudden, you know, you look at images around the country of thousands of people together, uh, some wearing masks, but many not. And, you know, that's just okay because, you know, it's this big emotional outpouring. So I don't know why one would be acceptable and the other wouldn't. Hey, look, make them both acceptable, you know, but just don't just don't be so open, openly hypocritical about where one is okay and one is not okay. I mean, here, you know, you could you could have demonstrate against the government, but President Trump you know, can't have a rally, but you could demonstrate against President Trump in the thousands, but his supporters can't get together to have a rally. I mean, it's just something is wrong with that. No, no matter which side of the political spectrum you come down on. Yes, protesters, peaceful protesters, they should be allowed to protest. People who want to show their support for the president should be able to show their support for the president. Both of them should be able to exist together without saying one is good and one is bad. Not going to happen. 
It's not going to happen because the agenda is not going to happen. Look, the numbers just this week alone, the numbers you're noticing are coming up a little bit in the United States, and it freaked out the market. And they're saying, well, you know, the numbers are going up. Tony Fauci comes on. By the way, Tony Fauci disappeared for weeks during these protests. No one, where was Tony Fauci saying, I think you should go home? I think you should get behind locked doors. I don't think we should let people to protest yet. Why don't we book a protest in a couple of months from now? He didn't see any of that. But when you want to reopen your state and you want to open your business, Tony, just out there again today, this week, he's out there again at the end of the week. You can't have this. You, you can't reopen. You're opening up too soon. You may be getting these numbers up. Freak out. And then the news anchors are talking about this. They're not even talking about the protests leaning towards increasing the COVID. They're not doing that. They're saying, well, we, we kind of think it's the states reopening too soon. And that's why I think it's going to be very hard to merge the two into a kumbaya moment. I don't see it happening. Right. It's, I hate to be that way, but telling you the truth. This election, i got to tell the folks out there the truth. This campaign that we're about to witness is going to be like Unbelievable. None other, like you've none never other. seen in your life. One, a virtual campaign, and one, the traditional campaign. I think that's what we're in for. Hide in the basement, Joe. <laughs> well, Rich, unfortunately, we're out of time. But we're going to be back again next week for another adventure of Made in America, where we never stop fighting for your jobs. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.